Dear LAS community, welcome to the very first inaugural podcast of Leipzig International School. As we are in 2023 and in the 30th year of Leipzig International School, together with the management team, we came to the idea to run a podcast as a different medium and a way to give you information and insights into the school. We hope you find it useful. My name is James Wyatt, the current chairperson of the Parent Association, and I will be your podcast host for this series. Who is the podcast for? The podcast is for everybody within our community. We want to provide insights and information that will appeal to students, to parents, and to staff, teaching staff, frontline staff, and also backline staff within the school. So a podcast for everybody. We're going to have some guest speakers along the way. We'll be sharing information of some activities within the Parent Association, certain things on events as well, um, and the various committees that we're running within the Parent Association. So welcome. I'm delighted to say that the first session has the head of school joining us, Brandy Smith. Uh, Brandy, welcome to the first podcast. Thanks, James. It's my pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here as well, um, and great to be working on this initiative with you, and hopefully uh, we'll have enough listeners to, to continue the series. Um, apologies in advance to our audience. Um, I, it is my first time as a podcast host, um, so hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get there without too many blips um, along the way. Brandy, again, welcome. Great to have you with us. You're obviously a well-known character within the school. Um, maybe you can just give us a short introduction into who you are, what your role is, and perhaps a short insight into how a typical day looks like for the head of school at LIS. So I think, you know, I'm Brandy Smith. Um, I started education about 18 years ago, and that's ventured me into many different places around the world. I've taught in Hawaii, uh, in Albania, in Iraq, and now I'm here in Leipzig, Germany. I think it's really difficult to say what a typical day of a head of school is because there's no such thing as a typical day. So you look at some days I start off welcoming our community with traffic duty out there on, on Monday mornings. I have other opportunities to collaborate with staff when we have to talk about teaching and learning. Um, we get to meet groups like the Learning Allies where we get to talk about how we can come together as our community to support our students, get to meet with students, to spend some time in the classrooms to actually watch the impact that the learning we're having here in our community. So I think really my role is to help facilitate achieving our mission and vision. Excellent, really good. Thank you for the, uh, for the introduction. Um, obviously, we want to dig a little bit deeper into, into the insights of the school and the various activities taking place. And I think particularly, I'm perhaps speaking a little bit biased here from a, from a parent perspective, to get a little bit deeper into what really goes on between 8 o'clock in the morning and 3.15 in the afternoon. And I'd like to dig into some of those areas um, today. Last year, so in 2022, the school went through um, a period of, of change or reassessing the positioning of the school, a lot of work on strategy, mission, vision uh, and everything. Maybe for our audience, you could just give us a quick recap on, um, on the main areas within there um, and where we are today. Yeah, I think the idea of, of change when we've was very visible last year. So we spent some time 
talking to the community to get an idea for who we are and where we want to be. I think we looked back that this was the perfect year, um, the year before our 30th anniversary, and it gave us the opportunity to gather feedback and to be very intentional about the things we're doing to make sure that we meet the needs of our, our learners. Um, one thing to note, though, is that schools are continually changing. They're always growing. They're always looking to develop and make sure that we're constantly staying sort of relevant with what's happening. Right now, it's quite visible. So we looked at who we are, what we want. We resulted, well, from that resulted in a strategic plan that uh, we started imp with implementation at this school year. And I think some of the things you're seeing is we have some revised guiding statements and we have some new values where we are making decisions here at the school of how can we be courageous community members? What does it mean to be inclusive? And how do we make sure we have opportunities for um, our students to be proud of what they have accomplished? And um, through this process, I think we've been able to develop a tighter connection with the parent community and um, to become deeper engaged with, with the students. So if you looked at what that meant now is this year we have taken a, a pretty much a deep dive into our curriculum planning and refreshed our units. Like our goal really is to meet the needs of today's learners. And this has led into the development of the first year our European curriculum framework being implemented in the community in the primary school. Excellent. Thank you very much. I think the I think the emphasis there on on courageous, inclusive, and proud in terms of the of the core values has been very well published. I, I was privileged enough to be involved within that last last year within those working groups, and that's definitely something which I think from a from the parent side of the community we certainly see and have the feeling of a lot more. Uh, visibility and, and, and transparency into what's going on with the school and what we're trying to do is to transcend that down through our our structure within the PA so our parents are really getting that information um, as well whether that's through the parent representative meetings we have on a monthly basis whether that's through the various avenues of, of communication whether that's engage or, or class list and obviously now we have the podcast channel as well so hopefully this will become the top hit and way to give uh, information to to our community as mentioned in the beginning uh, to all of you listening out there we want to make this as open and, uh, and interactive as as possible uh, we'd invite you to submit any questions or any comments or any ideas on on what you would like to listen to uh, within the podcast and you can do that at any time by emailing us at the parent association which is pa at lis.school that's p for papa a for alpha at lis.school so feel free we're very open to uh, to all types of feedback so so please do that i do have some questions for you brandy and um, i i did bring this topic into the parent representative meetings um, within january and i did invite the parents to to submit a question if they had uh, if they if they had one and I think what we would say from a podcast perspective with our guests is we don't provide the questions in advance so it's, pre -re it's rehearsed. I want it to be ad hoc and natural and, and, and for that then to be reflected in the answer. I hope that's going to be okay for you. Absolutely fine. Excellent. Okay, so we have, we have three questions here. The first one is, as we transition towards... Um, Sorry, as, as we transition deeper into the EU curriculum, so the European curriculum, which you mentioned, please remind us on the key changes that our children can expect across all sections of the school. Yeah, so like we said a little bit 
earlier in this podcast, last year we, we took a look at who we are and where we want to be. I mean, our goal is to be the school where all students come to. We know that learning is very individual. And that comes out in our values when we talk about being inclusive. We want to see, okay, how do we reach a student um, in grade one? How are we the best choice for the city of Leipzig for students in grade six or, or even in grade 12? And um, everybody is different. So what a student here at LIS can expect is that we, we have a framework that we're providing in education that allows us to differentiate instruction. It allows us to support learning. It allows us to triangulate learning inclusion, language inclusion, well-being. Um, and this is all done in an inquiry framework where students get to dive into real-world experiences. And I think that that was the important part of us reflecting on the history of the school. So 30 years ago, Leipzig International School was born at a fairly unique time. And I think if you fast forward 30 years coming out of the pandemic, it's quite a unique time once again. And this allowed us to take a look at how do we ensure our learners are prepared to meet the challenges of, of tomorrow's world? And what we can really expect is a focus on skills and the competencies of building relationships. Okay, excellent. Thank you for the feedback on that one. Um, in terms of the, of the learning approach and, and, and what or how the children are adapting in, in the way of learning, we've heard quite a bit in the, in the strategy work about inquiry-based learning. Um, and we do have a question regarding that. The question is, can you describe exactly what inquiry-based learning is and how this differs from the traditional teaching methods and what are the benefits of this method for our children? Yeah, I think when you look at what is traditional teaching, it is the sort of chalk and talk method of it. The teacher standing up in front, telling everybody the same thing, talking to the students for 40 minutes and saying, okay, you guys go home, the next day you come back, here's a quiz and a test, move on. If you learned it or if you didn't learn it, it's slightly irrelevant because we have the content to teach. And I think what we do here is we teach kids and um, we teach students. And part of that is allowing them to engage in a process that is relevant to real world experiences, to follow their passions, to develop high level questions around certain topics. And I can give you an example. So um, the students in grade five right now, they have the opportunity to engage in passion projects. And this is a guided inquiry where the students can pick a topic of something that completely interests them. Let's give the example of one of the students is talking about why can't we live on Mars? And through that, they have to go out and research, find the resources themselves. They have to relevant, you know, they have to navigate that world of what is what are relevant resources to use and how do I engage with all of this information that I'm getting so that it goes back to my research topic because sometimes there's too much information out there. And then you have to use that to finally present back onto why so that we understand what that is. And if you fast forward to the extended essay in grade 12 or grade 11, that's basically the same thing. You're finding a topic that, that you're passionate about in one of your subjects, generally your higher level subjects, and you have to go through this process of developing a question researching it and presenting it. And this is something that you're gonna see when you move out into, into university or into the world when you have to um, create some sort of projects in, in everyday life. This is something that we know companies are saying that we need students with skills uh, and transferable skills. So that's what we're talking about really when we're looking at inquiry. How is something that we're, we're, we're doing in one class transferring into another class that's transferring to uh, life outside of the building?
Okay, that's yeah, that's really interesting. It's interesting you mentioned about grade five. Um, and just for the listeners, that wasn't related because my daughter is in grade five, but she has a um, she had a similar project to do with space, and that was definitely interesting. She was completely excited about it when she was coming home and talking about it. That she had, she almost felt that she had the freedom to do. I don't want to say what she wanted, you know, the whole time, but she had that freedom of choice and was able to decide what she wanted to do, how she wanted to do it, and that was. You know, she really embraced that. Yeah, and I think that's the key to education. It's allowing for student voice and choice. And through that, they learn this is something that I like or this is absolutely something that I don't like. And that's going to lead into choices that they're going to make when they go into sort of middle school. Which classes am I going to take? Or when I go into 9 and 10, I have to, I have to select sub- subjects. I have to make choices. And we're only going to learn what we like uh, if we get to have, spend time experiencing and learning who we are and reflecting on that process. Very interesting. Thank you for the insights there. Um, So the third and final question we have uh, from our listeners uh, relates to the teaching methods. So imagine that I'm a teacher, let's call it on the front line, teaching the children. As we transition to new methods of teaching, as we transition towards the European curriculum, how do you handle the change also for the teachers in terms of how they deliver that approach? How uh, How does that work? Yeah, I think one of the great things about being a member of the LIS community is that we're collaborators. And what we know about best practice in teaching is that we can learn from each other. And so our staff members have the opportunities to go in and observe other mem- other staff members' classes and then talk about it. So how are you doing this? How did that work for you? Uh, we also run collaborative planning sessions during the week. So teachers actually spend their time sitting around tables talking and pre-planning or sort of backwards planning um, the lessons and the units that, they, that they're going to teach with the students. We also do traditional professional development, of course, where um, this teachers are sent off to workshops. And this year we spent a lot of time with Diane Ullman from NIASC and she came in and and worked with various members of our staff talking about what does high quality learning look like and starting to develop a definition of high quality learning. And we're using that then to go out into the classrooms because learning looks different in each subject. What high quality learning is in math is much different than it is say in discovery of the world in in the primary school. And there we're looking at, so we can all identify and develop a common language around what best practices look like within our school. Excellent, really, really good. And that's uh, that's interesting to know that they are also involved, you know, heavily obviously within that process and they're given the school, the skill sets that they need to be able to, you know, to adopt that approach to, to have the maximum effect towards the children. You know, I think a lot of our teachers are also deeply engaged outside of the school community. So we have quite a few members of staff who are accreditation team members, so they go and visit other schools, um, or they're IB workshop leaders, so they're so they're delivering workshops. They're also examiners, so they're marking exams when they come in during exam time. So this is all methods of professional development. And I think what is interesting is the, the world of the field of teaching has changed a little bit. It's we've moved away from the sort of sit there and, and listen to somebody talk to you about it, then more of the in collaborative engagement in it. And I think we have a very active staff when it comes to being engaged in the international community. Excellent. Very good. Thank you very, very much for the insights. Great to have you with us today on the uh, on the inaugural podcast. Um, really, really interesting insights. As a reminder to our listeners, um, 
with it being the first podcast, we're obviously very, very open to ideas and questions. So as a reminder, please submit any comments or questions to pa at lis.school. We are looking to mix up the structure of how we of how we do this with different guest speakers, also involving all elements of our community, students, parents, teaching staff, um, um, and other members of staff um, of the school. So hopefully the listeners found some value in it, whether that was on the drive to and from school or to work or during the run or just relaxing on the couch, listening to LIS. Hopefully, um, hopefully we have some we have some smiles out there. Um, when you do download the podcast, whichever platform you do use, whether that's through Apple or Android or YouTube, please always give a like or subscribe wherever possible because that helps us to track the engagement so we know who who is listening to us. Um, that's always appreciated and gives us then the foundation to continue um, this medium. So with that, I will close the podcast. Brandy, again, thank you very, very much. Uh, for your time today, your very valuable time. Looking forward to continue to work together with you. And uh, to all our listeners, we see you next time. Thank you.